0: It's high noon on Wednesday, and it's time for the 20th episode of Life with Gwen. This is the Cape Cod Times Facebook Live show. It's a talk show where we invite a guest to come and teach us about things and also just have fun talking to you guys. So please, if you're out there and you'd like to, send us your comments, your questions. And today, as you can probably tell, we're going to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo and getting ready and learning to make the perfect margarita. To help us do that, we have with us Kyle Parker, owner of Guapos Tortilla Shacks, correct? And uh, that's in Orleans, and and you have a seasonal place in Brewster, right? We do. Did I do that backwards? Or no, no? you've got
1: it exactly okay, right. Great. Thank you very much.
0: Welcome, and uh, thank you for bringing the tools of the trade, so we can learn how to. Uh, how to make a great margarita.
1: It's my pleasure. It all comes from the heart. So that's the biggest tool you need, right? I guess so. Yeah.
0: Guess so, and you know, we're going to ignore the fact that it's noon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't usually drink tequila at noon, <laughs> but uh, as Jimmy Buffett says, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. That's
1: correct. We'll get a head start.
0: So would you like to uh, maybe talk us through this, too, because this show becomes a podcast and uh, it will be a feat if we can also teach people just by telling them how to uh, to make a margarita. Absolutely. So what have you got with you and where do we start?
1: So for the most part, whenever you make anything, you want to start with great ingredients. Uh, If you start with fresh, great ingredients, it's going to enable you to come out with a fresh, great product. Uh, If you try to cut any corners on the product, then you make yourself kind of vulnerable to an inferior product. So uh, we use um, uh, exceptional uh, tequilas. We use fresh uh, fruit and vegetables as our garnishes. Uh, We use a house-made sour mix, and um, we start everything from scratch.
0: And I should tell all of you who are watching that uh, um, Guapas was kind enough to share those recipes with us. So they're in today's food section uh, for the homemade uh, uh, sour mix and, and also for this jalapeno.
1: It's a cucumber jalapeno margarita, a little spice, a okay. big, big taste of summer. So um, whenever you're ready, we can get going. We're right. Whenever you're it. ready, you're
0: the bartender.
1: <laughs> Let's have a drink. So first off, what we're going to do is we're going to take the, uh, the cucumber slices. And we're going to throw them right in here, and we're going to muddle them up.
0: Okay, Kyle's putting them in a 16-ounce pint glass. That's
1: correct. The regular mixing glass you find at any, bit, any bar. Uh, we're going to muddle these things just a little bit.
0: Okay. And then we're going to drop Smashing them liquor. down a bit.
1: Okay. That's a
0: nice heavy glass, so when you start muddling, it doesn't give you trouble.
1: That's correct. So what I'm doing now is I'm just taking a little bit of uh, liquid to kind of loosen up the muddle and get the flavors moving around.
0: So what liquid is that?
1: I just put a little bit of triple sec in there uh, just to loosen up the cucumber and break it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then um, what we're going to do is we are going to start building the rest of the drink. So once you get it muddled, you're going to start with a a cucumber slice that doesn't have any seeds or skin on it because that will enable it to break down a lot easier and then be a lot more manageable to drink uh, Mm -hmm. through your glass since we went strawless recently at the restaurant, uh, the cucumber slices are definitely not going to slide up a straw anymore. Right. So they're not going to slow you down.
0: But I I know that you went strawless uh, to, uh, to, say, to be kind to the environment.
1: Correct. Absolutely. I think we all should be thinking that way, and uh, we're happy to be uh, part of that process for sure. So right now, I mean, the most important thing, like when you're cooking at home or you're cooking in a restaurant, is, you know, after a while you can kind of, Use your gut and your instincts and make your things. Mm-hmm. But until you get there, I always recommend everybody you want to measure what I you I was going to
0: ask you about that. I figured that's the deal. You guys do it on the count, right?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, every bartender counts a little bit differently. <laughs> yep. I speak fast, so I'm one, two, three, four, five, but you might be one, two, three. So everybody's a little bit different. So we're going to load this. We're going to
0: use a shot glass to we, measure. Correct. <clears throat>
1: Dump our tequila right in here.
0: That from the kitchen store, that just with the uh, gradations on it, the measurement?
1: Absolutely. You can find it's basically a measuring cup that's in the shape of a shot glass, and okay. that will enable you to get down to the ounce what you're putting into every single drink. So we're going to follow the recipe here.
0: All right, that's the triple
1: sec, yep. right? And just what was the first one that you put tequila. in? The tequila. was the jalapeno-infused tequila. We use the, uh, the house Lunazul tequila. You take your jalapenos. Chop off the tops of them, leave them whole. You can chop them up into small... Leave the seeds in them? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what will provide you with the heat. And then you want to let it sit for like 24 hours or 48 hours is uh, ideal. Are
0: those stuffed too or is that just the top of the pepper? That's just
1: the top of the pepper. And the beautiful thing about tequila, in my opinion, is you can infuse it with so many different things. I really enjoy taking a whole pineapple, chopping it up, and I'll leave it in the tequila for like a week. And then when I come home uh, after a long day, I'll throw it in a shaker with some uh, ice, shake it up, get it really frothy and ice cold, and it's a nice refresher. Oh, that sounds that. great! It's yeah. Delicious.
0: Now, you don't um, have you ever seen this for sale, or is the jalapeno something that you just make?
1: We make this ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that you can buy it anywhere like this in the store. I right. think you can buy infused products in the store, like a, a Stoli orange or something like that. Right, but somebody has to have a, a spicy one, like the absolute power, perhaps, but. In my experience, when you infuse your own products, you're going to get an entirely yep. different experience. And
0: you said just 24, 48 hours? Is 48 that...
1: hours is ideal, I think. Okay. Uh, if you're in a rush, uh, you could probably get, squeak it by with 24. Uh, yeah, that's 24. pretty quick
0: but, for uh, infusion, isn't it?
1: You don't want to let it sit too, too long because uh, mm-hmm. then it might change the flavor. Also, it is a vegetable, uh, and uh, you want to keep it moving along. Right. You know.
0: And is, that, uh, is the infusion done um, when, you know, like a... Uh, uh, on the shelf or in the refrigerator?
1: Uh, on the shelf, okay. Room temperature. That way, the flavors are all moving around. We, I think when you make it colder, it is going to kind of keep everything in place. And what mm-hmm. you really are trying to do is get the flavors get the flavor of to, to, to emanate. Out. Yes, exactly.
0: good word, emanate.
1: Emanate's is great word.
0: And do you want to give it a shake every now and then, or?
1: So you can give it a mix every now and again. You really don't need to do too much because once it all breaks down in the infusion, it's gonna it's gonna emanate throughout mm-hmm. the entire <laughs> the entire uh, vessel. So. Uh, before you serve it, you would definitely shake it, and sometimes people will infuse it, and then take the fruit out and the vegetables out, and just leave the infused uh, beverage by itself.
0: Okay, you can tell this is a food person asking. Do you use those as garnishes, or can you can you use those peppers? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you eat them. Oh,
1: No, not about it. you can do anything you want with them. That's the beautiful thing is that you know it is it is a very subjective experience, and I think that if you Take what's near and dear to you and what you like and what you really enjoy. You can make that happen through tequila any time, especially if you have enough tequila.
0: Sounds good. And what, we should talk just briefly before you go on about, you said you use the house tequila, but what what is that? The Lunazul tequila. Yep. And is it uh, like it, silver or it's gold? It's an, an
1: Anejo tequila. Uh-huh. Uh, we do have a representation of uh, plenty of Anejos, Reposados, uh, Blancos. We have... I think we're pushing over 50 different tequila options our most expensive being similar to like a single malt scotch where it might be $80 for a pour oh but my it's goodness. got a real smoky feeling real smoky taste so it's a sipping tequila tequila's come a long way it's not what it used to be it used to be Jose Cuervo, give me a shot. That's right. Throw the salt over your shoulder. and Remember that land. song? Yeah. You are
0: a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, correct.
1: It, that's not the experience we're shooting for anymore now that we're a little grown up and have less hair. Uh, <laughs> so we're a little more sophisticated. It's a little more thoughtful. They're aging tequila in uh, old single malt scotch barrels. It's a very thoughtful process and um, a very time-consuming process. So it's really interesting.
0: Great. So now everybody, you know how to uh, infuse tequila if you want to do that, and uh, either with uh, jalapenos or fruit, the tequila will work just as well. Mango,
1: uh, pom, pom, anything you like. Yeah, I mean anything that you like is uh, is infusable, really. Yeah. Uh, As long as it's not a, a a hard. Substance or a hard product that won't mm. break down. It needs to be able to break down.
0: Okay So getting back to the drink which I interrupted mm-hmm. you good thing. I'm not sitting at your bar. You never get anything yeah, bad. But, <laughs> um, but you have let's tell everybody what we did. We muddled some cucumber slices that are seedless, Correct. and uh, then we put in um, two and a half ounces yes of um, infused tequila with uh, jalapeno and um, and then also um, did the triple sec go in? We sure did.
1: We're already on the triple sec piece. Okay. And uh, how much was that? The triple sec was about an ounce.
0: About an ounce yeah. of triple sec? I'm
1: going a little bit more in my gut because I'm going to try and make two drinks at one time. So okay. So my, my measurements may not be precise, but I think the end result is going to feel pretty good.
0: I just want to know if you're going to do that Tom Cruise thing where you throw something up in the air.
1: Uh, <laughs> if I do, it may not come down. So I'm going to try and stay away from that. Okay. So the, I'm not a flashy bartender type guy anymore. So once you have all your your muddled uh, cucumber and uh, your liquid in there, you're going to take your mixing spoon. Just mix it up a little bit, make sure this stuff gets together. Uh, It doesn't really require too much work. Uh, But the good news is if you're making a margarita like this and you're taking the time to think about what you're doing and using a bunch of different ingredients you know, on a night where you might have four, you might only have two because it takes so long to make each one. You're not going to be uh, getting too far ahead of yourself. Ah. You know what I'm saying?
0: What if you're having company, and this is probably sacrilege, but uh, can you do picture, a picture of We margaritas? do pictures.
1: We do pictures of margaritas, and we do them. Uh, uh, we have a menu that offers different types of pictures. Uh-huh. Uh, you can definitely take any single margarita and turn it into a batch to serve your entire family or friends or whoever. Uh, it's just a you know, a matter of preference really. Mm, great. Yeah. So we're gonna take the um, we're gonna take the, the beverage. I have some pre-measured homemade sour mix right here. Okay. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take some of the ice we have scooped up down here. I'm gonna fill this guy up a little bit and then we're gonna take everything in here. Now, once it's in, take your shaker, Okay. The steel on the bottom, the glass on the top, and it, it forms like a perfect seal, so you're not going to spill anything. That's what allows you to shake it. That's perfect. So you're going to give it a really good shake. And if you go to any real cocktail bars these days that have a, a cocktail focus, you're going to see a lot of shaking, some double shakes, some filtering, and some screening. So I'm really happy to see the the trend in the market starting to turn backwards and really being a thoughtful Thoughtful cocktails. Uh, Yes,
0: Yes, exactly. Yes. And uh, I think that that on the tape, if you are sipping ice cream or a bartender, you are getting a workout.
1: Yeah. Here we go. So we got it all mixed up, nice and frothy. Oh,
0: we have a bunch of people checking in to say hi. They don't have questions, but Ashley Brooke, Jane Wilson, and Jose Juan Vasquez. Hello, everybody. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying our lesson in making margaritas.
1: Yes. I'm enjoying it for sure. I think I'm getting thirsty.
0: Now I see that you have a very important part of it here.
1: I do have a very important part of this. So, margarita a margarita, a margarita with salt uh, is very important to me. To me, a margarita without salt is, uh, you know, can be very disappointing. And I think mm-hmm. that the salt really brings out a lot of the flavors. It's another 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 layer of the experience, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, to me, it's a pretty important part. I understand that you know, salt isn't the healthiest thing in the world. For a lot of people, so it's not necessarily critical, but it is most definitely uh, something that I enjoy.
0: Well, and I see that you have a perfectly, there are no spaces in your uh, in your rim, and it almost glistens on there, and you don't have to eat all the salt. No, you know, no,
1: you just lick a little bit off yeah. as you take it. So you have a space shit. to drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, but uh, the salt can, uh, it can make you feel, you know, salt, with salt it makes you feel a little bloated sometimes, or a little... Um, uh, have you in the waterways. You so. know,
0: some things you just have to do for the margarita. That's
1: what I'm talking about, exactly. So,
0: Cinco de Mayo only comes, you know, once a year.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. no, and no.
0: I guess there's a much bigger festival for us in the United States than than in Mexico, because it's not their Independence Day. It's no. a celebration of a, a battle that they didn't expect to win over Napoleon's troops, mm-hmm. and they did, so go Mexico.
1: Go Mexico every time. I mean, uh Cinco de Mayo here in the United States is a really it's a it's a St. Patrick's Day type uh, yes uh, it does uh,
0: have that feel to it it's
1: it's a lot of fun and uh, so anyway what we have now so I did bring with me a rimmer that we use in the restaurant business to get the salt on the rim and I'll show you real quick how easy it is so first you're just going to throw the, the, or set the rim on top of this moist sponge that has some lime juice, some fresh lime juice that I put in there.
0: Okay, so that was not sour mix, that was just fresh juice? Fresh lime lime juice, juice. yeah. Okay.
1: And then you're going to kind of slow, you know, get it down here in the uh, salt, rim it around a little bit, and then you're going to come out with your salted rim. Now, say you want to do this at home and you don't have any bar tools from a restaurant, you can do it on a bread plate, you can do it on anything that will be flush with the glass, Uh, But I know for a fact that if you go to any Christmas tree shop or any TJ Maxx or something like that, they do offer all the tools to have a real bar in your own Mm -hmm. home, relatively inexpensively, too. So it's fun.
0: Now, let me ask you, if we were going to make uh, a margarita leaning towards uh, the uh, Mm -hmm. fruit-infused tequila, how could I forget the word tequila? Um, Maybe we'd go with a sugar rip.
1: You could go with a sugar rim. You can go with a, you can go with a, uh, a seeded rim with different types of seeds. and you know, I, I've never I've, seen
0: that. What kind of if, seeds?
1: I've seen cumin seeds ground up and put on a rim. I've seen uh, different types of sugar, cane, different types of brown sugars, uh, some cinnamon sticks and things like that. So oh, there's, interesting. There's a lot of freedom in this, and, and it really comes down to what your preference is and how you feel about it in, in your flavor profile.
0: I see the um, cinnamon one a lot uh, in the fall with the fall beers, oh, the yeah. pumpkin beers. Sure. And, you know, like uh, they're doing that, the yeah. cinnamon mix. So, all right, That's so nothing. now we have a perfect glass, Sweet. but it's empty.
1: Well, here we go. <laughs> Let's see what we can do here.
0: Oh, my goodness, that looks wonderful.
1: We're going to take this margarita, and then what we do, we just take a lime wheel, a little bit of a garnish, a little bit of a snack because when you're drinking, you probably should eat something along right. the way. So we try to, you know, dress our things up in a more in a, in a very practical way, but in a mm-hmm. in a beautiful way too, because we care about what we do. So this uh, garnish that we have here is a slice of cucumber, slice of lime, and a peeled jalapeno. Wow! So top. we're gonna get
0: a little bit of a kick when we try this. We're gonna get a little these. bit
1: of a kick when we try this for you, sure.
0: You have longer arms. Can you hold it up towards Look at the that. camera? That is just a beautiful. Very nice margarita. Absolutely
1: it's gorgeous. It's all scratch made and fresh and built with a lot of heart. I'll tell you that right now.
0: Uh, Uh, Brian McKenzie must be someone you know. He says, Kyle, my mouth is watering. Yeah, mine too, but I'm here. Hello, Sorry, Brian.
1: (laughs) Hello, Brian, cousin Brian. Thank you. So you can really do a lot of different things with this. We have one drink on our menu that is muddled uh, strawberries and mint and tequila, and we call it the Roxy. It's one of our most popular. It's really great, and when you look at it, it's – It looks like a strawberry margarita. So,
0: on something like that, would you use uh, would you infuse the tequila and then use fresh fruit, or or do you use? uh, um, Is there like a? I know there's sometimes concentrates, but
1: there's there's a there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Now, our way of going about it, our approach is all fresh all the time. You Mm -hmm. can buy frozen uh, fruit products that are whole that you can beat up and Mm -hmm. put into anything down the road that are probably just fine. But for our needs and what we do, it's more practical to use a fresh product.
0: So we're pretty much looking at drinking margaritas that are um, in season, you know, local local uh, eating, that kind of thing? No
1: question about it. And, you know, we try to change our drink menu quarterly to reflect that. And uh, the, the, the home run heroes always stay, but we try to add on new ones. And
0: Can you and think of one recently it. that's been very popular that uh, is a little out there?
1: Oh, why wow, are you catching me off guard? Oh, that's I, I, You okay. know what it is? I've had so many... Uh, cocktails recently doing uh, some research and development on a project that my memory is so chock full. I mean, I have seen some drinks being made recently that uh, would take the bartender five minutes to make each one of them. Mm -hmm. And half of you is saying, will you hurry up and give me my drink? The other half is saying, no, buddy, take your time. Because when you get it, it is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Well,
0: it's interesting. I don't know if you've ever seen that show Bar Rescue. Sure. Yeah. I've been watching that. So I don't know if I'm learning the right way or just learning the fast way, but there's a uh, lot of
1: theater in this world, right? Yes, and there it's, is. Uh,
0: but, you know, and then you have to talk to people, right? Because that's still a thing. You know, if you come to a, a bar, you talk to the bartender, right?
1: That's correct. That's yeah. the idea.
0: <laughs> so you have to keep it all in your mind. Um, tell me now, what would be – you had suggested a couple of appetizers that go well with uh, with the margaritas. And uh, sure. I think one of them was uh, a tostada you were talking about, the mushroom, grilled mushroom.
1: The mushroom gordita. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Okay. So what we do there is we marinate a portobello mushroom with some adobe spices and we grill it off. And then we uh, pan, or we sear it on the grill with a tortilla, and then we have a spicy jalapeno sauce that we put on it. And it's kind of a, a newer dish for us. We played around with it quite a bit. Uh, our new chef, David Cruz, actually, it's his baby, and he mm-hmm. did a wonderful job on it. We're really proud of it. Uh, but that's the idea. I mean, basically, the food that you choose to drink, to, to eat with your margaritas is, you know, it's also – Personal but for me you could take an avocado and rip it open throw a little salt on it take a bite and have a margarita in your uh-huh. home but Chips salsa guacamole anything you can think of that shareable and builds like you know starts the conversation around the table because really The eating and drinking portion of the experience It's all about the experience of socializing getting to know each other and walking away from it feeling whole like you really
0: Nothing giving like yourself it.
1: to somebody else. Yes, you know? it's nothing it's like. Really it's nice.
0: Margaritas mostly should be uh, drunk with other people.
1: No, no doubt about it. But so. if you're drinking them alone, and putting all that work into it, then you must be a professional.
0: Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, um, I imagine that uh, this Saturday is going to be crazy for you guys. Is are both locations open, or just the? Uh, um, no, in
1: Orleans. Th- the Brewster location is seasonal, and uh, we open that up. When the weather turns, and if anybody out there understands what the weather's been like here this past year, we're, we're a little bit behind on our prep. Um, we're on schedule for a uh, third week of May opening in Brewster.
0: Yeah, I think we got surprised with this sort of eighty-degree day today. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, wow, wow. Yeah.
1: But the um, the Orleans location is open seven days or six days right now, and it is open year round. And
0: is Cinco de Mayo it? one of your busiest days because of your yeah. focus on yeah. margaritas?
1: No, no question about it. I mean, we have a, we have a lot of fun that day. Do a lot of, We give away a lot of stuff. We welcome a lot of our old friends and new friends. And, uh, you know, we spend most of this week getting everything ready mm-hmm. so we don't drop the ball on one day. That's and how many bartenders
0: way. will be behind your bar on that day, do you think?
1: <laughs> we're going to see probably four inside, two outside. You're going to see a full compliment so that uh, you're not waiting for that five-minute margarita. We're going to start getting ahead of the game, and uh, we're going to have plenty of manpower there to make sure you're well taken care of. That sounds exciting. It's going to be great.
0: You know, we were chatting, and it's a good thing we're chatting today because sure. there'd be no talking to you on Saturday. <laughs> no. um, but uh, we were chatting before the the we went on air, and one of the things that came up was that you have now you grew up on the Cape, but you went off and you did several other jobs, right? Sure did, yeah, yeah. And uh, the some work in the casinos, which brought you into contact with some people that we all know, you know, from TV and sure. And, uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, some of the casinos you've worked at. Sure.
1: So, the, you know, the, the industry that I work in and I'm so grateful to be a part of is very exciting. We cater to a clientele uh, in the casino business that has a lot of uh, – has a, a, a very high standard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we accept that challenge. And with that, you, you receive in these beautiful $900 million, $1.2 billion properties that, that are built – you see a lot of celebrity. You see a lot of interesting people come through. You, you learn so much, and the, the teams that you work with are really special. Uh, Sounds like Martha's Vineyard in the summer. Yeah, it could be a <laughs> lot like Martha's Vineyard in the summer, no doubt. And uh, uh, I, you know, the celebrity piece that comes through with, with the casino work is fun and and it, it keeps it exciting. You know, having been able to meet a a Rolling Stone, a Beetle, and Michael Jackson in my life. I mean, this doesn't get much better than that. But I guess I'm not Michael Jackson, a Rolling Stone, or a Beatle, and uh, I'm just making margaritas. But it's a really, it's a really interesting, ever-changing business, and there's always a special event going on that you're a part of in some way. And anything you can do to help it be successful, you feel pretty proud about. It. And um, you know, having had uh, some fun with, uh, I worked with Elizabeth Lau for a long time. And she's one of the pioneers of Las Vegas, and opened uh, the Blasio with Steve Wynn and Mirage. And she was a fantastic woman, and I'm really, really grateful. Yeah.
0: And I have to confess to you, I have never been to Vegas. Well, we
1: should go together. I'll show you the real one. <laughs> that uh,
0: uh, The kitchens, that would be we the fun thing that. for me. I love to see commercial kitchens. No question. It's just amazing because they are so different in every location. And the camaraderie that comes up with the team that's working together is, is just really, it's its like a kind of art. You know, they're, they're blending flavors the way painters use paints. Don't all the painters call me about that. I think it's true, you know. Um, And um, as far as celebrities go, I'm lucky, too, to meet a lot of people. And I always felt like it would be bragging to talk about it. Yeah, sure. But I was teaching a a community class of uh, middle schoolers one time, and they were bored. It was really Difficult to get mm. them to focus on newspaper writing sure. and uh, I happened to mention that I had met Aretha Franklin on wow. the phone wow. on the phone and that her voice is exactly as you imagine it and Beautiful. They all got engaged. Oh. I think it's just the culture. We live in that that there's something to be said
1: It's a very exciting world out there.
0: Jason. Do you have a sign for us? Okay, let's see <laughs> um, Mikey Molina says, God bless the line cooks and bartenders on Cinco de Mayo. Absolutely. We'll we'll second that. So.
1: Mike, Mikey, I get your joke. Thank you. Oh, I
0: don't get it, Mikey. You came with a private joke?
1: <laughs> no, Mikey is uh, one of our old friends. He worked with us for quite a while. He's a great guy, and uh, he knows just how busy they're going to be. Um, so, uh,
0: well, I, I am going to visit Guapos this summer, but not on Cinco de Mayo. Tell me a little bit about... Uh, about, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the uh, celebrity angle just a little bit mm. more. How did you happen to be hanging out with Michael Jackson? And
1: So you, I'm never hanging out with anybody. I'm serving oh, them. Serving and, them, okay. Uh, in, in my role in a lot of the cases that I, w- I was in, like uh, uh, to, with Michael Jackson, we had him in our restaurant one night for, in New York City. He had a broken foot, and he uh, couldn't go anywhere by himself, so I was his assigned to escort him anywhere ah. he went. So anywhere he went, he'd be on my arm. We talked for quite a while. He's a super nice guy. It was a great experience. And, uh, you know, but hanging out is a stretch. We meet a lot of people. We don't get right. invited necessarily to the, exactly.
0: That's, the after party, I, I, you know? I know exactly what, what you mean. That's the same with, with journalists and, and, you know, you, you don't want to intrude on people's lives. No,
1: not at all. So I don't have one picture of me with a celebrity. It's not, it's not what it's about. It's, it, it, it's a business and we're there to serve and we're mm-hmm. there to make their experience, you know, seamless. And that's, uh, what we do.
0: Well, you know what you could tell us yeah. My for Michael Jackson or for anyone else you've met, is there a favorite drink that they had?
1: Favorite drink? Well, I, you know, Michael Jackson's favorite drink was pretty interesting at the time I had to, uh, run like six blocks down the street in New York city to find him a certain orange soda. Interesting. Uh, we didn't have any alcohol, and he he didn't strike me as a drinker. Uh, but I remember how uh, funny it was. That I was running down the street to buy him some orange soda for his dinner, and uh, in a in a really high end, you know, substantial restaurant. I thought it was great. Um, well, that's that's what you guys do. You yeah, right. Make the
0: customer happy every right. time. So, it. Um, Getting back to Cape Cod and the yep. islands, and, and I really have to say, though, because it's on Facebook, it uh, we hear from people in London and, uh, you know, several other places regularly, so it kind of goes out to the world. Um, I was wondering if we could talk about some more flavor combinations for margaritas that, uh, you know, that... You sure. think that you I, like? I'm, I'm still stuck in the mango.
1: Yeah, the mango is awesome. I think mango, pear, pomegranate. I think that uh, really and truly if you look in a garden and something catches your eye, you can make that work in a tequila or a vodka. A Vodka is also a nice uh, uh, option to uh, infuse things into, in my opinion. I wouldn't do it with necessarily some scotches or, or, or whiskeys, but... Any fresh fruit or vegetable you can do apple, you can do tomato, you can do onion, black peppercorns. Onion? Sure, you can. Wow. Say you want I mean, make... I know you
0: can, but would you want to? Sure, why not? With yeah. you,
1: put celery and tomato and black peppercorns and onions and some hot peppers of in there. let focus
0: on savory cocktails. Sure. Now. Speaking of which, let's see if you can do one in three minutes because I'd like to toast with you at the end of the show. Sure. And uh... let's see
1: what we can do. You need a drink.
0: (laughs) We won't drink at all. And while you're doing that, I'm going to say that if any of you are Parrot Heads, Jimmy Buffett fans, um, I'm a a fan, I don't know if I'd say a Parrot Head, uh, and you happen to be a part of a fan club or something, please tell him we'd like him to come and visit Cape Cod. And he could uh, come and talk to people this way because you're welcome anytime. Um, But, you know, we have that Margaritaville thing going on, so... I'd like to invite him to, to come to the Cape, and we forgive you for that line in Cheeseburger in Paradise, where you said you didn't want to land in Buzzard's Bay. Come on down and, and uh, visit with the Cape Codders. Okay.
1: I remember that line now that you speak of it.
0: But the other song that comes to mind with uh, the baby boomers we have here on the Cape is uh, We Are the People Our Parents Warned Us About. <laughs>
1: So I'm go. gonna skip a little step over here because my muddled cucumber I use for you. Oh. But that's probably much oh, not even a little bit because I get so. my favorite part right here, the tequila, the jalapenos, and some great company.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thank so you. I uh, we're coming to a close and and I think we should say happy cinco de Mayo. I hope the day goes well for all our working friends.
1: It's going to be fantastic.
0: And uh, we will uh, see you another time. Thanks for teaching us. Uh, Kyle Parker, owner of Guapos, thanks for teaching us about uh, about how to make a margarita and how to take your time and make a really stellar margarita.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Happy Cinco de Mayo. getting that heat I am. can't drink too many of these <laughs>